This week's episode is brought to you by Genesis. Are you a fan of Phil Collins? Oh, wait, wrong Genesis. Are you a fan of soul blasting and soul charging and looping the wise man? It's always the same. It's just a shame, but that's all. I'm Atlas, your host, and today we're talking about Genesis. Uh, yeah, I know. Two clan reviews in a row. I have broken my pattern, but uh, why don't we go around and introduce ourselves? So I play Great Nature, Pale Moon, Royal Paladin, and Genesis. Ooh. Uh, hi, I'm Mason uh, Clark from Vanguardians and Science of Vanguard. Uh, it's easier for me to say the clans I don't play. I just don't play the ninjas, Murakumo, Murakumo and Nubatama. I like to play every other deck. Uh, I'm Trace, and I play Genesis and OTT. So you might remember Trace from the OTT episode, I'm sure, if you, you know, listen to them all. It was mostly a teak talking, but yeah, yeah I was there. <laughs> if, it, if a teak's listening, he's probably mad at us, but... What was the thing of the, the the reason that I am doing two in a row is because it is the Bougereau World Championship... Here in California on October 22nd, I'm going to be going to that. So the episode that week, instead of being a clan analysis, is just going to be me and whoever else talking about it. So it, I, I figure it's a good idea, especially because uh, Genesis is uh, broken now. Kind of. I have a prediction that it's going to do very well. Yes. Somebody even say I'm revelating that. Really? Yeah. Yes. It won the event today, by the way, in uh, uh, Singapore. Well, I'm not surprised by that. Um, but before before we get into the like nitty gritty, why don't we just talk about what Genesis is? Genesis is a clan that showed up in BT10. I forgot the name. Like Triumphant Return of a King, the King, the yep. King, something like that. And their yeah. their skills focus on soul charging cards in order to soul blast them out later for skills. This is, for once, I know what I'm talking about. But the uh, for a long time, Genesis just kind of seemed to be a carbon copy of other clans, but just the cost was shifted to Soul Blast three or Soul Blast six. Am I missing anything? It was a need. Yeah. It was. It was at first. It was very yeah. basic. Check your mechanic effect though with uh, Fortuna. Mm-hmm. That was really fun, Fortuna. Yeah, I liked Fortuna or um, Yadagrasio. Although that that wasn't really a like viable until Dreaming Dragon came out, for the most part. The like in terms of the build slash key cards of what we have now, you can probably break it down into three things. You have Finrear, Regalia, which Trace, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you talk about that because I don't know shit, and I'm sure Mason doesn't either. Because right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and witches, which witches are definitely the uh, the C student of those three for sure though. Yeah, I, I've played all the Genesis decks except the witches deck. I actually don't know what that any of those cards do. The um, so. witches was more focused on like Legion and trying to like not deck out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like you know, you're still playing the game, but like you were pretty close to decking out because like you would soul charge more often than you mm-hmm. would soul blast. Yeah, it it was it was very much a uh, like it had its own little loop for a while, the Fennel loop, where you could just loop the same seven cards or so over and over. But but yeah, it it, it just wasn't that good, and it should be the budget version of uh genesis and it even has its own stride now the uh the witch stride that came in fighters collection freaking mint all right the 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 mint the <laughs> white snake mitch uh witch mint is oh this is like yeah, 15 dollars and it really shouldn't be because it's decent but who is using white snake mint witch mint really 
I'll wait. You know? Uh, I have a, a female at my locals <laughs> who used to play. She played this deck. Really? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have the full I have the fully built deck on my nightstand and I have no idea what to do with it. So I, I suggest giving it away to the first person that sent in fan mail. You mean you? Yes. You are the only person <laughs> who has sent in fan mail fan mail. For God's sake. I'm in the people, train starting. Yeah, for God's sake, people, if you have questions, if you have ideas for episodes, if you want to just yell at us, tweet at VG Nexus Corps. So letter V, letter G, N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. So like the Peace Corps, but it's Nexus instead. VG Nexus Corps tweeted us. We Unfortunately, like three of us have access to the password, so it's a combination of like me putting up posts and or Vanguard-related humor and then the other two just putting up memes, which fine it gets his favorites and stuff but like it's so random like i'll, I'll like because i have access to that and then my personal twitter account so i'll get like six notifications in a row and then like i look up i'm like oh it's richard and jose all at once like they don't space them out they just go boom 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 you gotta give them content man yeah That's hey quick i mean hey man if it, if it gets us likes and retweets i'm i'm okay with it but just like all at once too much you know mm-hmm. definitely so, should we talk about Regalia, since that one got a little bit of support in the new set, and then the Finner deck has, like, kind of two builds you can go from there? Yeah, so, I'll well, probably take up a bit more time. Well, we just finished So, Trace. Uh, Trace, Regalia, oh, what do they do? I played this deck uh, back when it first came out, so... I'd say it's the most consistent in terms of Soul Charge and Soul Blast. There's, like, there's a good term of balance between all the card effects. So, basically, Regalia is, like, you know, we could say they're, like, kind of, like, angelic beings... Because, like, if you look at most of the cards, they're, like, either shrine maidens or they're going to be, like, goddesses. It's pretty nice. Like, we have our key cards, like, CEO and uh, the new Regalia for yeah. Thandi. Yeah. It's pretty nice. There's a lot of, uh, like, oh. there's a lot of, like, Greek and Norse mythology in Genesis in general and uh, also in Regalia. Like, Idrisil in Norse mythology was, the wor- like, the world tree that's... Tra- I'm going to talk about mythology stretches over the nine worlds of Norse mythology, and then her legion mate, Norn, were these maidens that, like, hung out at the base of the tree and, like, made sure it didn't die. So yep. that's pretty fitting. Anyway, tree conti- of Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Well, if I were to say, like, about key cards, there's a lot of key cards for Regalia's. Mm-hmm. Regalia, Wisdom, Angelica, Minerva, the two I just mentioned for CEO and Verthandi. There's a new stride, which is a key card called Prehistoric Regalia. And see, we got another one that's not really out there, but you can use it. It's called Sacred Flame Ultimate Regalia Demeter. It's to like Soul Charge on your Legion, really, if you're on Legion. It's kind of like a re- recharge if yeah. you're out of Soul. Well, I mean, there's that, and it sets up the uh, the Cancer stride, the, the Prehistoric Regalia. Um, the prehistoric regalia doesn't need to be recharged the previous turn. Oh no, just because the prehistoric. Don't you need like two? Prehistoric regalia is counterblast one, persona flip, and then when this unit is placed on vanguard, you can pay the cost if you have a heart card with regalia in its name. And if you do, put all the cards with regalia in its card name from your drop zone into your soul. And if the number of face of cards with regalia in its card name in your G zone is two or more, until end of turn, this card gets act ability. On Vanguard only. Soul Blast 6, this unit gets 10k and 1 crit. That's yeah. the end of turn. Yeah. Yes, the other stride does set it up since you need two Regalia strides. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Got yeah, to... so it's not so much the Soul Blasting, that, the Soul Charging that matters. It's it's the you need a name part. Yeah. God forbid they ever give you guys a Regalia G-Guard because we're all fucked. 
like yeah my friend on campus chris shout out to you he he made regalia like over the weekend at frank's and then he came back with it and now, now we all hate him even more than we did before because like he, he has these turns where he just like you know you put he puts because like it seems like regalia as of late has been more about soul charging from your drop than it is from just like random soul charging so he'll put like his just drop zone into the soul on mass and then go all right soul blast 30 she's at like 128k with like five crit hope you got a pg and you're like oh well damn you know the highest i've ever gotten with that was 152 six crit you see, yeah, you see what i'm getting one yeah i've I, actually landed one of these hits before you what it is oh. i've landed one of these hits before because like in competitive use, this is mostly going to be used to like bait out PGs. Yeah. Or if you find out that they have no PGs, it's go for a game. game. Yeah. It, I ha- it, I mostly enter that situation where it's baiting the PG, but I have five crit. Yeah. He, he was like, my opponent was like, like what the fuck, actually. Do you want to explain what that combo is for people who don't know how you get all the extra crits and whatnot? We just said if you if you sold oh, last six, all- you get yeah yeah. So how do you get extra crits is the thing I don't get. Well, no, because you get the you get what ten k in a crit for soul blasting six. You get, you get uh, an soul... ability. Yeah, you then act, and then it's uh, they can't guard with grade one or greater uh, from their hand. No, there's no garter trick. We're just talking. We're talking about the stride, not Idrisil. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant the the legion. I'm I'm sorry. I no. thought you were talking about the legion. I, no, I was no. super confused. I no. forgot how to do it. No, okay. no, 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 my bad. No, talking all... talking about prehistoric uh, regalia. We'll get to Idrisil okay. in a second though. Anyway, so actually, good good segue to Yggdrasil. What does Yggdrasil do? Uh, Yggdrasil's the legion. So what she does is she legions with the regalia of fate, Nern, which is like another like goddess, I suppose. I'm not into mythology, so I don't know the background of it. Oh, she, uh, the, be... the, Nor- the Norns <laughs> were these uh, maidens that hung out on, at, like near the roots of the Yggdrasil tree and made sure it yeah. didn't die. So they were like watering oh. the tree and stuff. Yeah. yeah what... You just said that, and I... I forgot. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it, it, well, it makes sense though because she's carrying a water pot, right? Mm-hmm. So and yeah, yeah. But she tries well, on this floor stuff. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. If you're, if you're on Cosmic Regalia CEO, you can seek the mate, search for Nern Legion, and it has two Vanguard abilities: auto Soul Blast Six. When this unit attacks a Vanguard, and if this unit is in Legion, you can pay the cost. If you do until the end of that battle, this unit gets plus one crit, and your opponent cannot call grade one or greater from their hand to guardian. Okay. And then its second auto vanguard ability is uh, when this unit attacks a vanguard, if you have another unit in your middle column, this unit gets plus 2k. So as long as you're legion, you automatically get the 2k. I think it's 3k, isn't it? It is 3k, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it on area right now. That's all good. It was glare. No, I, th- I read two. <laughs> um, that cross right hate. But... The um the important thing is that you have her and then uh, Norn's skill is when she is soul blasted is it pick a pick your vanguard or pick a unit it gets plus five k yeah it's when this card's put into the drop zone from soul choose one of your vanguard with regalia in its card name and that unit gets plus five okay so other than your legion mate you can have three copies of Nern but there's also another way to give yourself plus power it's called regalia of what Achilles right. Atlas. Atlas. When this card is put into your drop zone from your soul, you can choose one of your vanguards with Regalia and its card name, and that unit gets plus five. So it's a literal copy of Nern, except yeah. it's a stanchion. Yeah. So usually, what Trace ends up doing is on on his bonk turn, he he you know he goes into Idrisil, 
and then uh, when he soul blasted six, it's like three Nerns and then two Atlas and maybe a PG or something. So that gives oh, him yeah. that gives him a total of uh, twenty five extra K on top of the twenty three K. So he's hitting for like forty eight no grade ones or higher without a boost. Without a boost, and then yeah. if he, if he's got like a There's hot a boost. if he's got like a hottie back there, which means he soul blasted six, it's now a thirteen K booster. You see what I'm getting at? Like yeah, and then it gets pretty crazy. Yeah, I I, um, I think your well, record is 128k. I remember you doing that to someone, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" Yeah, it was 128 against Derek, I think. Yeah, it was, but that was like before all the new support came out, so that was like an incredibly hard number to get to. Mm-hmm. I I was surprised at myself. Like I I even put my deck down to stop playing. <laughs> yeah, well, because like your your playstyle for a long time, like with that was to very meticulously set up this turn where your like Idrisil is gigantic. There's no way you can guard it. And then just yep. that's kind of all she wrote. And then at, over time we got G guards, we have like, you know, more aggressive strides yeah. and stuff. So it ended up kinda retreating for a little bit and then now it's back with all the uh, at that point, stuff. I had to like rely on a couple strides to like bait out PGs. What I used to do was I go into Mythical Beast Venom Gander, even though it's not a Regalia stride. Mm-hmm. It is like a generic cost where it lets me stack the top cards. So if I need to like push for triggers, make him drop some PGs if possible mm-hmm. before I do my CEO Legion turn. Yeah. And then now, but now with uh, GBT08, uh, Regalia got some new stuff. So we already talked about the, the stride. What does the grade three do? The present the day. Grade three, the Regalia of the present age, Rathandi. It's act Vanguard ability. Once a turn, Soul Blast three cards with Regalia in its card name. Then you can choose up to three units in your front row. Till the end of turn, they get auto Vanguard or Rearguard. When this unit attacks hits a Vanguard, look at the top two cards from your deck. Put one into your hand. It's really nice. Like if you're turn one, if you're the first player and you can't stride, you can Soul Blast three possibly if you ever Soul Charged on that turn and then uh, refill your soul. Yeah, and and put cards into your hands. It, it gives you a lot of early game pressure. And then what's the second effect? It's Vanguard ability. During your turn, when your unit with Regalia in its original card name, so that your stride has to have Regalia in name. And when they stride, choose one of your Vanguards until end of turn. It gets auto Vanguard ability. When your card is put into your soul, choose up to three units with Regalia in its card name in your front row, and they get plus 1k until end of turn. Now that applies to each card being soul charged. So if you're on this Vanguard stride into Regalia, prehistoric Regalia, yeah. Every time you soul charge, it's plus one k. So like at the most, I soul charge twenty, and then I get three Regalia in its name, plus twenty for the turn, which was ridiculous. Yeah, I no I no longer need the Jormungun or Hati. Yeah, to apply pressure. This this thing is now. The, like this thing is your anger boil, right? Where it's got like a, a very specific stride attached to it, but it's crazy. But it is crazy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that that combos with anything else, really. That's Regalia name. But even if you don't break stride, it's not going to prove a problem. Your stride abilities are going to usually go off. Yeah. So so present day Regalia is now your. Uh... Like main, like the grade three you want to be sitting on usually, right? Well, so most of the time it's like you want to bait out with 
prehistoric so that you could ride later on into CEO and then hit for a big number and they can't block it. Because they've probably used at least one or two G Guardians at yeah. the minimum or, or the PGs are gone or they have the PGs but they can't block it because it's garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, I, I, I've been playing against it all this week and like, damn, dude. I've had a friend who's trying to like downplay me. Sorry if you know who you are. But I just wanted to mention this. It's like, well, the thing that counts for prehistoric is that it can be PG, so it's not a problem. Like, it is a problem. One, it forces you to use a PG, because if you don't, I'm going to absolutely kill you. And if you don't have a PG, I'm going to absolutely kill you. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hate when plus... people go, oh, you can just PG it. I'm like, yeah, there are four PGs in a deck of 49, not counting your starter. And then... You draw, you know, six on that opening turn, so that's 43. That's still an astronomically low chance of getting the PG. And then even then, like, get you have to be able to PG that twice, assuming the game goes that long. So that's two gone, and, like, if you damage check it, soul charge it, have to use it for something else. Yeah, and then he did mention to me, well, G-Guardians are a thing, well, that's accessible to everyone, so I don't consider it a major problem because everyone has access to it, so it's like, well, you're going to run into it Well, there's that, and which, what G-Guardian, I, I, I challenge you, what G-Guardian is going to be able to, like, you know, deal with, like, 152k? Well, that, that's, like, on the best. Well, here's here's the real problem, in my opinion. So people are like, G, I, I'm going to G-Guard Diablo, and Diablo is, like, 36,000, right, on average, something like that. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, you normally are just tied with it still, with, with like, assuming you have a new 25k G-Guarding where screw you. So you're not even, like, getting good value out of it. I, in my mind, G-Guards are, like, a last resort for the Vanguard, unless they have, like, a low-power guard or strike, like maybe a Finrar using his GB2 effect, which we'll get to later, or it's meant for rear guards because they almost always stop a rear guard. Like, people are like, oh, I'll just double G-Guard your Vanguard attack, and it's like... That's Who's doing that. That's really hard to like pull off. Like if it happens, you're yeah. like, oh shit. Because like if you if you like drew two heal triggers early in the game, then that's kind of sucky for you because you drew two heal triggers early in the game. And then if it's later in the game, then you know you maybe might have a chance. But you know it, it's not it's not like this like miracle elixir that everyone thinks it is. Um, yeah, p- people overhype G guards on vanguards. That's just the the, yeah. the truth. Like like just like they, they are, over credit they are nice, guards. But nice, but like you know, it can't stop that gigantic number alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, it personally, yeah. they're just meant for rear guards, really. Like yeah. it's just sometimes you guard the vanguard. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, so other regalias include like Minerva, who is a restander and has kind of been power creeped out now because of Stride, um, which is absurd. I mean, <laughs> if you, you told me that two years it. ago, you can still run it as like a. Backup. Last stand Vanguard. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, I well, guess, but it's still been kind of power if, if creeped you, out. If you feel if you feel like you want a toolbox, like I feel like I want a toolbox sometimes, I'll switch out into Minerva and uh, Angelica. So I'll take out one pair of Thandy because, like, I, I I see it pretty often. I don't know how about other people will feel about that, but like, you know, I'll just throw in one of each. Then I have access to like three, four different Vanguards. I guess so, but that that kind of ruins consistency, doesn't it? Because, like, this is... Bit, uh, my build became a stride-focused deck anyways. Yeah. So even if you're on an inconsistent... Like, like a, a Vanguard that you don't want to be on, you just stride. There you yeah. go, you got an ability. Some, some people in, like, Japan, and I've also seen them do it here a little bit, is they'll play, like, three of the CEO of the Legion, one Minerva, and then four Verther, the present-era Regalia, yeah, as a way that. to, like, hey, you're only going to Legion late game anyways, and so you'd only want Minerva late game as well, so it gives you, like... Hey, I have this option. I can always pitch it to stride and then soul charge it and stuff. So true. And then plus waifu material. So 
is Minerva. It, it is White Veil. <laughs> like, for a long time, a lot of these collectors, like, yeah, I didn't know Vanguard collectors were a thing. They would, uh, they, they would pick up the Minerva because it's, like, this artist that's really popular or something that drew her. Mm-hmm. Right? I can't remember. It, it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's Brun- by the statue, right? Yeah, I guess so. There's also Brunhilde, who, uh, she's terrible. There is, there is a deck you can do with her, but, like, it's really slow. And it takes a while to get going, and, like, it, it, it's very hard. It, like, the second you go up against a rush deck, you're screwed. Believe me, I've tried. Uh, like, games, games proceed too fast for you to, like, use that ultimate break. Well, it's not so much the ultimate break. It's just sitting on Crossride and then having the Regalia name and then everything else that, is going on around it. You can do that with Minerva, too. So, like... Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. I didn't think Brynhildr was a good addition. It's there. It's, not, it's okay. It yeah. was an ultimate break card since ultimate break was a thing. Yeah. But it's not... I wouldn't say it's better than what we have presently available. I never said it was better. I'm just saying it, it, it is, in fact, a card that exists. So I thought I'd mention it. I'm what was presently available. Like, you know, it was Minerva. You know what is better than both of those things? Fenrir. Okay, yeah, good segue. So, <laughs> Fen- Fenrir. Uh, Fenrir is the break stride for for Genesis. Mason, I know we're going to fight over this because we both are playing it. So why don't you explain what it does and then I'll explain the mythology behind it, and we'll go from there. So, what does Fenrir do? Awesome. So, Fenrir is an uh, is a heartbreaker, and when you stride on him, you get to soul charge free three for free, which is great. Then, uh, once per turn, you can counterblast one when a unit is put into your drop zone from your soul. You may call it to the rear garden. So, when you use one of your effects, you can call a guy out. It's access to toolbox. That's pretty cool. And a generation break two effect is a little lackluster nowadays, but it's GB two. When this unit attacks, you can soul blast three. If you attack a Vanguard, you may pay the cost. If you do this, you can get plus one critical, and your opponent cannot call a grade one or greater card from their hand to the Guardian Circle. So, has a little guard, strict, critty, cheese amount action. It's been a little... This is one of the few times I think you can actually G-guard a Vanguard attack and expect to kill them. Uh, Fenrir has led to two different decks. Um, there is a deck that is Revelation-focused, which I think is a like a good, solid, high, tier two, low tier one deck. And then there's another deck that just kind of uses them as a toolbox. It's called Turbo Man, or yeah. Wise Man Fender Loop, depending on what you want to call it. And me and Atlas are going to debate that. So before we go any further, I'm going to let Atlas tell you the lore. Okay, so <clears throat> in Norse mythology, uh, Loki, the god of trickery, or if you've seen the Marvel movies, uh, what's the actor's name? Guy with the horns. Tom Hiddleston? Tom Hiddleston. So so Loki slash Tom Hiddleston had uh, had sex with the giant, giant lady. As you do. As you do. And uh, he had three children. So he had Fenrir, the wolf. He had Jormungand, the... Serpent then encircles the world, so uh, in Vanguard, it's the one where when you soul, for every card you soul blast, it gets 1k. So that's pretty neat. The great two. Yeah. And then also, uh, Hell, who was, uh, her face was half corpse, half living person, and she became the goddess of the underworld. So that is also the PG, the goddess of decline, Hell. I, I know you couldn't really do half corpse, half human on a card, so I think they just put her in, in like, you know, funeral garb, but whatever. Anyway, so Fenrir was, you know, he was like, you know how you get a dog and the dog is really rough and you know like rough is in like r-o-u-g-h not like r-u-f-f but like you know when the dog gets older it's gonna start like destroying stuff because it still thinks it's a puppy right so the the gods were like okay fenrir is gonna start blowing shit up if we don't do something about it so they they tried to like you know bind him with like with these shackles and uh he was like, I don't know if, like, why are you guys putting chains on me? And they're like, We're, it's a contest. You're going to try and break out of them. So the first one they had made was a shackle made of leather. 
like fetter of leather lading. Mm -hmm. So he broke out of that one. Then they made one out of fibers of plants, which uh, fetter of fiber, the 8K guy. And then the third one was made. They were like, if he he is going to keep breaking out of this, we have to make it out of impossible stuff. So in typical mythology fashion, they made it out of like uh, the breath of a fish and like the sound of a cat's footsteps. You know how it is. So uh, on the third one, he's like, okay, I'm the uh, Fenrir was like, I think I'm going to, I don't think I can break out of this one. So he goes, tell you what, I will let you put this on me, but one of you guys has to put your hand in my mouth. And if I can't break out, I'm biting the hand. So Tyr, the God of War, T-Y-R, was like, fuck, I guess I didn't do it. So he puts his right hand in Fenrir's mouth. And they uh, they take the shackle and they run it through a boulder, boulder fetter gule, and then they put that uh, put the boulder fetter into the ground with a stake, stake fetter fitty, fitty, three fitty, and uh, Fenrir's like shit, I can't break out of this. So he bites off Tyr's hand, and in a lot of like depictions, Tyr uh, is without his right hand, which is what annoys me about that stride because he's got his right hand. And then during Ragnarok, <laughs> which is like the end of the world, Fenrir breaks out of it. Uh, breaks out of the the shackles and he starts like you know wreaking havoc and he eats Thor and Odin and then Tyr comes back for revenge and like sticks his boot through his face and snaps his jaws in half. So that is Spoilers. the mythology around uh, Fenrir and I think Bushiro did a good job with the art and also like some of the names like on the flavor text it'll be like so like for uh, lading it's like the kind hearted first shackle so like their first attempt that kind of thing. And then on the third one, the name of the shackle was called Blightnir, which is the Amber clone for Genesis. So, neato. Uh, yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So, I didn't realize how deep they went. With it. I, I, knew, I knew some of the stuff, like the chains on them and whatnot, yeah. but that's pretty cool. Yeah. I played a lot of Age of Mythology as a kid, so that's how it like is. It. Anyway. Um, so with Plus, the... getting into that right now, too, right? <laughs> yeah. With the two builds, uh, can you explain the Wiseman loop, Mason? Sure, so I'm going to do my best to explain it. If not, shameless motion, go to scienceofvanguard.youtube.com. We have two videos going over both of them. But the gist of it is, you play a grade one, who I'm scrolling up to read his name to you, is Fetter of Shackles Gelgia, I believe is how you say that? Gelgia. Basically, Gelgia. You can can put him on the bottom of your deck, and then give a unit plus three. Then if your Vanguard has Fenrir in the name, you can Soul Church to choose another unit and give it plus three, and also stands the unit. Now, you don't have to stand to give the power. It's just something you get to do. So you do that. And you loop them a bunch, and then you normally make your Fender Wise Man, I'm sorry, your Angelic Wise Man about 34,000 without a boost. Uh, you can make it a lot higher by going deeper, but just for the sake of the argument, you do it four times, give it plus 24, so it's 34 base. Then you put the new stand trigger in your soul, which you've done by soul charging throughout the game, which is Goddess of the Deep Sleep Torah. And when she is soul blasted, you can put her on bottom of your deck to stand a unit. Now you stand your Wise Man and heal soul blast when he attacks, giving plus four. So your wise man stands. So they attach to like thirty-eight thousand at the low end, restands, and even though it stood, they still have to guard the attack since a unit attack doesn't change. It doesn't, I'm sorry, it doesn't stop when it changes positions. So you get to attack them at least uh, five times with angelic wise man. And then there's also a loop you can do where you get your angelic wise man up to like one hundred thirty-four thousand power and can attack with him about thirteen times. So. Yeah. That's not counting other rear guards. It's just wise man at one hundred thirty-four thousand. It's pretty nutty. And then the thing, and then uh, going off of that, all uh, Gelia and uh, Tora uh, have the revelation still, which is uh, mm-hmm. which is Genesis's keyword. That when you call it to the you know the rear guard position, there's one that works on both vanguard and rear guard, but typically it's rear guard. When it's put on the appropriate circle, you look at the top card of your deck, and then you can put it back on top of your deck or you can put it in your soul and then if you put it in soul you rest a rear guard 
So um, a lot of things have been made to circumvent the uh, the whole resting a rear guard thing. So Tora is supposed to be, when she's soul blasted, you can just stand the thing you rested, except uh, Bushiro didn't really think that one through, did they? And then Gelia's thing... <laughs> they didn't care about yeah, <laughs> and then Gelia, uh, when... It, it, uh, when you put them to the bottom for the thing, you stand it, uh, stand a rear guard and give it 3k. So you do that during main phase. Um, so w- I think the main reason they did this is there's an episode of the anime where Shoma, the guy who plays Genesis, played against the dark face guy, and it was literally just to fuck with them. They're like, we need to think of a keyword, you guys. What if we did, like, looking at the top card thing, but it would be, like, standing with rear guards just to screw with the other guy? And they're like, Jenkins, you're a genius. You're getting a promotion. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so revelation is really good in that you can uh like knowing what even knowing just what the next card is is very nice. And then on top of that you have some revelation stuff that's really good. So you have uh Koto Noha who uh her still is when something's put in soul anytime not GB restricted, she gets plus 1k. So if she's on the field when you do Fenris stride still she's at 12k by herself, just no effort. And then the other still is if something's put in by revelation she gets plus 2k. So if you're going off on this turn of like calling all this revelation stuff, she's getting really big really fast. And then she's also got a revelation still, so if you call her early game and you put the thing in there, she she makes herself an 11k with like zero effort. So she is like an amazing grade 2. There's also a Boulder Fetter Gill who I mentioned earlier. So he's got revelation and then his other still is GB1 when he's called, you can counterblast one and give him the red text, and he gets plus 3k, and then on attack you can soul blast three and draw a card. So that's another thing you can, like, restand with Tora, because it's got rear guard oh, on four. attack. What? Right? It's plus four and then red text. Yeah, sorry, plus four. So he's at 13. Yeah, you're right. Also, it's restricted to a Fenrir Vanguard. Oh, so, yeah, no. and that, that one's only once per turn. The yeah. real one that you can abuse is uh, Glyphnor. Which is the uh, when you attack with it boosted. When it attacks a vanguard, if this unit is boosted, you can counterblast one. If you do soul charge three, then uh, and then if a card is put in your drop zone from your soul during this turn, draw a card. Glightmare. So you can like attack with her, then attack with like your vanguard that soul blast, and then restand her and do it again. It's not once per turn restrict. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of like restanding shenanigans, and like if you've watched the stand trigger or listened to the stand trigger episode, you will hear me talking for like 10 minutes about how good stand triggers are in genesis now because yeah, dreaming dragon like genesis soul charges a lot which means there's a card called dreaming dragon that at the end of your turn you can take it and all the cards in your drop zone and shuffle them into your deck and if you shuffled back 10 or more cards not counting dreaming dragon you can draw a card so with the with that and then torah it has become essential to run at the least like five stand triggers yeah which is amazing. most people run six a lot of people run two dreaming dragons just in case you get one to the yeah because if you soul charge it by accident, you can just call it out with Fenrir's uh, stride skill. So, yeah. I'll see it into your trigger lineup. What? Regalias, if you want to try it. I tried it. And? Especially since you can't charge it from drop, and it's hard to charge from deck. Oh, Dreaming Dragon or uh, Tora? It's, it's, yeah. it's a stand trigger that's your standard unit. It seems good in the Witch deck, because the Witch deck gives power, is my that's understanding. True. Yeah, so the problem kind of becomes, uh, with the two decks, is that Toro... Or Tara, I'm sorry. Uh, she enables an unfair combo with Wise Man, which has led people to want to ban her. I personally think the solution is to just make it so Wise Man and Tara can't be in the same deck. Because when you take her outside of the Wise Man interaction, she's good, and it helps the clan, but it isn't broken. Yeah. It's like it's like nowhere near as powerful as things other clans are doing with their stand triggers. So. Or, or, just, that's my or just get rid of Wise Man. Like, who's using Wise Man outside of this one thing, you know? Yeah, that's true. I actually... 
I, I like Wise Man even in my Revelation deck. Yeah. Just because of Torah. It's just like, oh. You could also limit the cards. That's like, true. They'll still exist, but it'll be harder to pull off since there's less copies in a deck. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, you, you, if, if they narrowed it down to two, you would end up doing like four Dreaming Dragon, two Taro, which isn't terrible, but... I'm currently playing three Dreaming, four Taro, because uh, I'm on the Turbo Man build, which is when you try to go all in on Wise Man. But oh. I think if you actually just put Taro to like three... Mm-hmm. or two it becomes actually really hard to do the loop at two you can't do the loop in the same sense and you'd only be able to get your wise man up to like 40 something thousand power yeah well you, you could get more than three attacks too because you can soul blast out the grade one and two witch that soul charge two when your deck's really small and oh, that's yeah. how you keep looping the stand trigger yeah. but you could get like a couple forty thousand attacks off True. and it, it would be harder to do too because the finner stride which i guess we haven't talked about him but we should soon we he kind of makes second. it all possible the there there are too many Codro players here in California to really make the Wiseman loop like insane, which is why I I run the more Revelation-y build. Uh, also, I only found two Wiseman, so I was I'm making use of what I have. So it's like four four or four Fenrir, two Wiseman, two uh, Svava, who's uh, the the she's Revelation that funny girl. She's all right. Um, yeah, she's fine. Okay. Well, anyway, Fenrir stride. So uh, mythical Hell Sky Beast Fenrir. My turn. So uh, he is the GR, one of the, one of the GRs from the new set, and he looks badass. And his skill is uh, the first. One of them is you can uh, act counterblast one, soul blast three. You may draw a card. If you do not, put up to one card from the top of your deck in your soul. Choose one of your rear guards, and that unit and uh, Hell Sky get plus three K until end of turn. So if you happen to not counterblast very much in the early game and, like, you G-guarded and he's your first stride, you can, like, fill up your hand really fast. Um, that's typically not what you're using it for, but it is something you can do. So that's nice. But the, the kicker comes in his other skill. So uh, it's a continuous GB2 skill. Your rearguard's revela- uh, revelation ability changes to. So it can change the text of a card, which is, I think, the first t- uh, ability of its kind. Um, it, it changes it to... Sure. I think so. It changes it to auto. When this unit is placed on rear guard, look at two cards from the top of your deck. Search for up to one card among them, put it into your soul, and put the rest on the top of your deck in any order. So that means that if you, you not only do you get to look at one card more than you normally would re- with Revelation, you don't have to rest in it, uh, anything. And then also you can uh, like keep both on top so you can like, all right, I'll soul charge it with Fenrir's second ability. And then like I will get, you know, like I'll soul charge a Delia. And then on attack, I'll be able to do, or like, you know, there's a PG on the next one, so I can just go attack PG, someone else. It's good. Do you it's want also to... not going to control triggers. What? If it, if it pops up too early, you can control the triggers on top of your deck so that you're not charging them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that, like, one deck uses the top half of the skill, and the other deck, like, cares more about the bottom half. Yeah. <clears throat> It's, it's, it's a sweet card. Another thing that's cool about it, I think, is that it isn't a Persona flipper. Like, you would think with it being a boss GR stride that you need to flip itself, but it doesn't. And you can beat your first stride uh, as well for it, the second half. It's got a very, like, at-a-glance, like, meh ability. Like, just by looking at it, you're like, well, this doesn't do any crazy restanding or guard restricting or critting. What do I care about this for? Right? Mm-hmm. So what what does it do? in the Wiseman loop that makes it so good. You want to explain it? Because I am not sure at this. Sure. So this is, uh, it's going to be complicated. So imagine your mind's eye. So imagine we've used shackles a whole bunch, right, uh, everyone? And we have three of the Torah stand trigger that we talked about. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to counterblast one and soul blast all three of those Taurus stand triggers, put them on bottom of our deck. So now our deck is one shackle and three Taurus stand triggers, right? We're going to choose not to soul charge and not to draw. We still get the plus three because he says soul charge up to one. So we choose zero. So our wise man gets bigger. At this point, he's probably plus 27. Then you put shackles on bottom from soul. Soul charge to the top two. Because you did that, now your deck is three cards. It's Torah, Torah, shackles. And your rear guard gets stronger, making it 33. Then you can shackles again, putting those two Torahs back, leaving you with two shackles in deck. Then the way shackles works is he goes to bottom before you actually soul charge. So you can shackles one more time. Now you're back to one card in deck, and you can repeat that process. So that's how you get your guys super, super big and guarantee all the sand triggers. Yeah. Normally, what, what I found is I don't even have to get to that. Uh, I just kind of use them to soul charge some cards, get my deck a little smaller, and then power up my guys. Yeah. I but mean, you, let, you can loop. Yeah. I mean, people are like, oh, it's this loop. First, you get your deck down to four cards. I'm like, stop right there. They should be dead. Like, li- like one of you but should be dead. You can do dead. this on second stride. Yeah. It's but it, so easy to do. I guess, but like, I don't know. It, it typically takes too long. No, I, I, Atlas, I promise you, I, 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 I'm not a guy that's going to like defend this stride if I don't think it was good. I was hating on it until I playtested it a bunch. Like, I've been playtesting this. I'm probably playing it at Nationals right now. Like, if I had to play today, I'd play this deck. And when you build your deck all in on the combo, and like, well, all in on Wiseman, you don't have to combo, but getting all the stands in Soul and the Shackles in Soul, it's second stride, and I've done it first stride before. I have strode Finner and killed people. Like it's doable, yeah. very. I mean, I've I've like, seen like other people do it. It, it. Like, you know, it depends. Are are they playing like all the all the grappas, like all the witches that when you soul blast and you soul charge? Yeah. Are they playing the Kellys? Yeah, yeah. You, you have to go all in. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's very easy to do. I know. We we can agree to disagree. Like that, yeah. that's fine. Agree like, to disagree. That's fine. Part of the great thing about card games, I think both builds of the deck are good decks that are respectable. So. Yeah. What do you think what do you think is Genesis's worst and best matchup in like all iterations? I would say Dark Irregulars cuz they can meet the same kind of numbers that Genesis can make now. Uh-huh. For worst? For all, I I was playtesting with a uh, Jesse G. He, he yeah. uses Dark Irregulars because he has a, a Ragey Vanguard, right? Yeah. That lets you give additional guardian guard to your guardians. Yeah. Is that what what it is? Yeah. Since he can do that, he has to guard less than he has to usually. So like he can meet my average of ninety to one hundred ten k plus. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, wow! It's literally who can kill each other first, me or you? Yeah. Um. Well, for Regalia, yeah. And the, the, yeah, I was gonna say for I was gonna say that yeah. sounds like one of the easier matchups for the yeah. Revelation deck. Well, especially because you can just outlast them, assuming they don't Gilda Ryu, yeah, Gilda Ryu to death. But mm. yeah, um, in terms of like Finrear, I have found that Lint Joker is an incredibly annoying matchup. Um, but we, the Wise Man deck gets to play Earth Elemental Buckle. <laughs> that's true. You can't. You, you <laughs> it, can't. You it, can't. For those play who don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's fine too. Actually, like I'm surprised. Like, sometimes you Soul Blast the Witch to Soul Charge to, because its cost is actually Soul Blasting, which I didn't know until I played with it. Yeah, it's, it's, not, sweet. it's not like Dimension Creep, where you have to choose to put it in. It's just when it gets blasted out, you can Soul Charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sweet. Um, but uh, let's I see. found that uh, Royal Paladins is like a 50-50, because we are a Generation Lock deck. Yeah. So specifically, like, Sanctuary Guard is pretty rough. Uh, I have a harder time with Kagero. It's not unwinnable, because I'm more in on the Wise Man, but I, like... If you're playing Revelation heavy build, it isn't as bad. I, I would think. Yeah, the the Revelation matchup is really not as bad because 
oftentimes after you've done your revelating, you're like, I kind of want to get these out of the way. Oh, look, they're gone. I can play new stuff. Versus like with the Wiseman thing, if they denial Griffin you and you went all in on that combo, it's kind of hard to come back from it. Nar- uh, was uh, it a- anything? Freezer Amos. Was it uh, deleters and Narukami are kind of annoying because they just keep taking shit out of your drop zone that you want to be putting back with Dreaming Dragon. More deleters than otherwise. Oh, do you mean Vanquisher? Not Brawlers? Sorry. Yeah, Vanquisher. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. Uh, I get confused for a second. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Vanquisher stuff, it's not so much that they, like, oh, you're taking important things. It's that they have, like, stuff that, uh, like, just that stride where, like, front row gets plus 3k for every bound card. And because you're putting all this stuff in drop zone that's lots of, lots of things for them to bind. Then they go, all right, bind like, like I have like, you know, seven bound cards. Let's plus 21 to the front row. Like, oh shit. Ironically, I think the Wiseman loop would be better against that than yeah, regular revelation is. I know, I know if you really want to beat Wiseman, you can play Freeze Ray Messiah. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Freeze Ray Dragon. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. That I've is, played against that. That's what, <sighs> I, it was tough. That's what I mean by Link Joker. Mm. I was thinking of Freeze Ray Messiah. There's that, and then also, um, if uh, like locking your back row can be a pain sometimes, depending. And then also cutting off like your Glightmere or whatever else you want to play. I guess it depends on your playstyle. But having the early locks with uh, with Dr- uh, Drill Monk, and then also now Flagellate, where they can just keep uh, Omega locking you over and over, it really takes a lot of the offense out of it. So, mm-hmm. y- y- like your Venara Gant becomes incredibly important on those turns. I don't think we've actually said what that card actually does for people who don't normally play Genesis. Should we? That's one of the most important cards. Oh, yeah. Venaragand is a stride that came out in GBTO4 when Fenrir came out. And uh, in Norse mythology, it's like different dialects of like, you know, the northern countries like Iceland or whatever, uh, sometimes referred to Fenrir as Venaragand. So they're basically the same thing, even though they look a lot different, at least from a name perspective. But anyway, his skill is GB2. On attack, you Soul Blast 6, flip up a copy of him. And then uh, when he attacks a Vanguard, you may pay the cost. Until end of turn, this unit gets red text auto. At the beginning of your drive step, look up to four cards from the top of your deck. Search for up to four cards from among them. Put them on the top of your deck in any order and put the rest on the bottom of your deck in any order. So this is generic, which is really good. You can use it in any Genesis deck. It was kind of a finisher. Not really, but um, it's just an all-around good stride, I think. It's a... But you play Fair Vanguard. I actually stride this guy way more than I do the Fenrir. Me too. Yeah. He's so good. I only use him like once or twice. Well, yeah, we get it. You, even you... if I Persona play Even if I don't Persona play So oh. if I don't want to pay the cost, it's once or twice. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um... So it's like, yeah, for me, now everything is Regalia specific. So it's like, uh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is nice for, this is nice for like mid game to like heal. Yeah. Try to like save myself. Uh, one last bad matchup for the thinner deck is it's actually surprisingly tough against the Night Rose builds of Grand Blue. Uh, they can hit pretty hard, not as hard as us, but they also have a way to build their own Denial Griffin. So oh my to, like, god! Play around you, that. Would you shut up with the build your own Denial Griffin? I know Science of Vanguard has a video about it. I know how it works. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying, like that. No, I'm, this is, it's seriously a hard matchup. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not. I, I was. I was just saying, like. Some people out there didn't even know what it did, but like you, okay. they can return a cannon, basically, long story short. On so. your turn, and then blow shit up. So Yeah. And I think it's easier to do, because you don't need a heal trigger to... Oh, yes, you do. Never mind. Yeah, um, you have the G-Guard. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah. But it, it, it's still definitely a problem. I think Night Rose, with all the new stuff, might be a thing we see this year at BWC. 
Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a good deck. Yeah, it's great. Best matchups? Like decks that don't really do anything until. Speaking specifically for Revelation forward slash Wiseman, like decks that don't do anything in the first like couple of turns and try and set up stuff like uh, Regalia, for example, would be a, like a favorable matchup. Um, trying to get decks that don't really do much. Uh, dark Irregulars, stuff like that. Things that are trying to build up towards bigger turns where normally just faster than and hit harder. Hmm. That's been my experience. I, I played against my friend's Gurgit last night. He, it was like a, a very kind of like 50-50 thing because like on the first stride turn, he's already done a field and he's like hitting, hitting you. So mm-hmm. that that does pretty good. I feel like um, if you manage to get in good shots on Shadow Paladin in the early game, you can probably outpace them. Uh, usually also your board is full, so you can just do the Diablo turn. You're like, all right, fine. Guard it, you know, kill off my stuff, then I'm going to call back next turn. PG. Uh, Neo Nectar and Great Nature are also good matchups. Yeah, I haven't played against Neo Nectar yet, but uh, great Na- playing, playing against my own Great Nature, yes, it is a very good matchup. And then I think Deep Police is probably pretty favorable since they don't normally do, um, like they take like two or three strides to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some of like like the better. Oh, I, th- I think Spike Brothers is probably because they're trying to do like a similar thing. But yeah, I don't know. I think it, we hit harder regardless of the build. If if they get a G guard on like the, if they get a G guard on that first like on your first stride and they can miracle ace you, you're you might be in for a world world of pain depending on how they opened up. But oh yeah, that is actually really tough. Yeah, what were you gonna say, Trey? They, they do have uh, Spike Brothers do have like a back row attacker now, right? So yeah, he's he's not that good. Because he costs a counterblast. When when I do get around to the Spike Brothers thing, I'm sure Matt will talk all about it, which uh, you guys have heard Matt on the podcast before. He's a frequent flyer. But I it, it got revealed yesterday. The I forgot the name. Uh, not Lethal Forward. The uh, I have it here on Twitter. I can pull it up real quick. Yeah. Sorry, but you know what it does. I'll find his name out real quick. Yeah. So like the the fact that it costs a counterblast. Like Spike Brothers are really careful with their resources. Um. Like, even if it costed a Soul Blast, it would still be really bad, because, like, Miracle Ace, you have to, like, perfectly balance, like, perfectly, like, get the perfect amount of Soul, because so you, you have to go two at a time. And also, like, Soul Charging for Spike Brothers most of the time is deliberate, where you have to take a card from your hand and, like, shove it in there. So, like, that is, like, you can, you know, you can feel the life force, like, ripped out of you trying to get, trying to get these, like, souls set up. So Full Speed Spectre, by the way. Thank you. Full speed Spectre. Full speed Spectre is kind of meh, according to Matt. Uh, I was uh, next thing effect yeah, their effect on. on the meta game. Like they've they've kind of uh, gotten huge overnight. Uh, I am glad because I made Fenrir a year ago when it first came out in GBTO four and it was really cheap. And then I got bored of it because it was all the same turns. And I but like I knew it was going to get new stuff and I really liked Fenrir's art, so I kept Fenrir and my PGs and I sold off my Glightmirrors and Venaragans. And then uh, when all the Revelation stuff was getting revealed, I just picked up Venargans again. And that was it. So I feel you. I, yeah. I did the same thing, basically. I made a, a character deck for Shinonome, which is literally Venerian, but he didn't run a stand triggers, which was supposed to be Dreaming Dragon, and it made me really... Yes, he did. ...cry since he did not run stand. You see him run it in the anime, like, multiple times. Oh, whatever. I've only if seen so, the epi- anime episode if so, if, if I'm mistaken, If I'm mistaken, then yeah, yeah that's cool. But I looked up online the character deck list that Bushiroad had like, put out. Oh. He did not run one in that deck list. Interesting. Uh, I was, yeah, and then I was like, I can't play this. Mostly because you, you deck out literally almost every game. Yeah. I mean, granted, you can control it, but it's like, if you don't 
try to build resources, you can't really do much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's um? What, what do you guys think Genesis needs? Like, let's go Witch Regalia Fenrir, like we did on the way in. Um, okay. what what do you th- what do you think they need going forward? Do you think um, witches? Like I I know, a witch I know <laughs> like okay witches have like a decent stride. They need I don't know good what cards. they need. Yeah, they they Lots they of good cards. They need like a lot of stuff, and I have no idea what that stuff is. Um, more aggression, I think, because like a lot of it is like okay, I soul charged a bunch, I soul blasted a bunch. I'm like okay, and oh yeah, I didn't so really they, do much. They, did I? They, they gain field in hand, but it's like there's stride game isn't really that that great they need more offense i guess yeah 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 regalia regalia go for it i would say like uh one more regalia stride yeah besides that is actually besides demeter because like if we're gonna focus on prehistoric it's like we can't go into doom race or tier to build that up unless we we run blizzard or like persona flip and then turn second stride will be prehistoric but it's kind of you can still pull it off, but if you need to apply like a lot of pressure, soul charge twenty with a break stride will make your rear guards really threatening. Yeah, um, I think they either need that or a regalia G guard. Um, I, I think it'd be. I'm oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it'd be sweet if they had a stride that was like when you stride this card, choose a heart and then soul charge up to three copies from your deck of the heart. So that way you can get your Norn in if you want to play the Legion. But oh, I don't that, know how good that actually be. Oh, that would be really nice. Good. But we we do have. Iris, which lets you soul charge three cards from your drop zone. Three cards, non-specific. Yeah, so this way you just have an option, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah. don't play that deck a whole bunch. I was just that, trying to think of a yeah. cool one. Um, well, that, that's why I wrote Quintet Wall and uh, the new Sentinel Secret LC. I, I can't, we can't call it Quintet Wall, really, because it's X amount of cards. Yeah. So what I do is I call it, I call it Sentinel Soul Guard, because yeah. you're soul blasting to superior call guardians from the deck. Yeah, like um, was it's it? it's really yeah, it's really funny because you go okay, attack guard with it, soul blast out Norn and Atlas. My vanguard's at twenty one, and then call two cards from the top of the deck. Okay, and then like your next call, I'm okay. taking for sixteen. I'm like, all right, cool. A really nice combo is um, if you soul charge with Iris to gain more soul. Yeah, and then you put uh, LC down for an additional guard. Yeah, it's it's really nice. So oh, that's you, like a two card combo. You you soul charge all of your Norns and Atlases back in, and then LC blast them back out again. Yeah. So if your opponent runs decks that have gigantic vanguards or rear guards, you do that. You can do that combo to pretty much save yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty awesome. Let's it, see. It is also a revelation ability card. So oh, that's true. If it you is. happen to you need to ride it, you could probably gain that one Regalia soul that you need. Maybe. Yeah, because what I've noticed is if I have to write this, I'll write into a grade 2 Regalia, and then grade 3, and then, like, if I soul charge my starter, mm-hmm. that'll be 2 out of 3 on the break stride actability. Yeah. So if I happen to soul charge 1 with its revelation, turn 1, also, it's like, it's a free soul, you can't attack anyways. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what does Finrear need? Uh, I think there might be a thing where if this Wiseman stuff gets out of control... It's going to be a kind of Commander Laurel situation, where Taro made the like made it so they're afraid to put more stuff out. Mm-hmm. So they're just gonna like. I, I think you're right. They need to like either make Wiseman and Taro like separate from each other, or like limit Taro to something. As much as I don't want that to happen, like 
I, I would say limit is the best option that way. Like, you know, you're not killing their the Genesis players' dreams, and you're also compensating for like all the problems other players are having with it. Yeah, you also can't loop it. Even, like, if you have three, you can loop it with the witches, but if you have two, you would need a new card that goes to bottom of deck when Soul Blasted out. So they just have to never design that kind of card again. Yeah. Otherwise, you deck out. That's very true. I think I think I think it needs a couple more revelation cards. Uh, something for like offensive aggression with rearguard stuff. Like the Gyol thing is perfect. The on attack, you soul blast three and draw a card, and it's like, oh, it's a little mm-hmm. bit of power. That's cool. But like, I don't know, just like another revelation grade one that does something would be nice. That'd be cool. Do you guys use the the Gaia or the Gelia? Foka? Gelia? Yeah, Gelia. We use. That's part of the loop, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. And, and yeah. then. They need like they need something for countercharging because we counterblast a lot now, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so, you could use the claimer Harry. I already do. Yeah, but like he's a six K. It's a weird number. There needs to be like a something, anything, you know? Yeah, I, I, another I early uh, revelation card would be good. Like a grade one, maybe like there. I always like the maiden idea of making a pitch to stride, but it isn't. It doesn't count as grade three. It only counts as like uh, grade two. So it's like half a pitch of stride. That'd be kind of cool if you had that revelation. Hmm. Uh, but I, I like revelation G guard. I think that'd be really cool. How would that work? Then you could, so when this unit's placed on the guardian circle, look at the top card of your deck. Then you may put it on top, or you may rest a rear guard and put it in your soul. Okay. So I, 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 I like then you could try and find heals. We'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna. That's all I'm gonna guard with. Hmm. Does it get any extra shield, or is it just that? Yeah, sure. You you can make it if you soul charge the top card of your deck, it gets plus five shield. That's neat actually i like that i'd be yeah, down revelation on guard circle that'd be neat i like that i don't know like fender is like it, it went from like zero to hero overnight pretty much so it doesn't <laughs> quite need that much hopefully wait trace are you coming to bwc this year i might possibly but i i'm kind of debating whether or not to because like i'm kind of done with vanguard unless new regalia stuff comes up i'm not really interested mm. besides casual play oh yeah i mean if you end up coming, like, I think it would be cool if the Regalia, well, like, I want to see you do the Regalia stuff on, like, a, like, competitive scale just once. Any, any Anything else you guys want to mention? Oh, there's no. a few new cards that came out that are pretty nice. Are you, like, if, you're, if you're talking about Medusa, she's almost good. I, like, so Medusa is a promo that if she hits Vanguard, you can Soul Blast 3 and make your opponent bind two cards from hand and then get them back at the end phase. I think it would be cool if it was on attacks like GB one Soul Blast six and then they and then they bind two. That would be awesome. Then you restand the Rakora and attack again and, and bind Soul Blast six two and more. Time, bind two more exactly. But like just them. just the fact that you have to hit sucks. But was that what you were talking about, Trace? No, uh, like there's there's one other Regalia card that came out. It's uh, called Next Era Regalia Sold. I forgot about it's, her. Uh, it's it's a rearguard ability. Choose. Three normal units with Regalia in its card name from your drop zone and put them to the bottom of your deck in any order. So it says at the end of the turn, if you have a Vanguard with Regalia in its name, you can pay the cost. And if you put three cards from your drop zone into your soul that turn... Oh, I'm sorry, I misworded it. If three or more of your cards were put into the drop zone from your soul during that turn, you may pay the cost then. If, if you, you do, do, draw a card and soul charge one. But this is at the end of the turn. So basically, if, so, you have, if you have a back row of these things, you draw three. No, the, the my favorite combo is if you have two of these in the back and one Dreaming Dragon and you're near deck out. 
So what it is, like, if you have two cards left in deck, it's send three, draw one soul charge, you still have a deck, do it again, you still have a deck, and then Dreaming Dragon, you draw again, and you return your whole deck back. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. The fact that you get hand, soul, and you return your deck, it's just, like, so ridiculous. Yeah, it's very good. I forgot about her completely. Well, to, to those of you out there who are thinking of playing Genesis, if you're a mythology nerd like me, you'll you'll love the clan. If you like doing crazy, loopy, like, shenanigans, Broken. like Mason, you'll love the clan. If you like getting gigantic-ass center columns that have guard restrict, you'll like the clan. If you like talk about how much of a hassle it is to pick up your vanguard and look through your soul. It is very much a hassle. I, I have become a master of doing the thing where you, like... Okay, in the show, do you remember the Dark Irregulars guy where he was counting soul and he just kind of, like, pushed it back and they, like, fanned out perfectly? Like, it, yeah. it, I, I have become a master of just doing that on my map. It, like, it's so it's so perfect. I love doing it. Because, like, I, the, awesome. there's, me, like I... there's that G guard that uh, if you have, like, a rear guard that matches something in soul, it's plus 10k. So, like, fan it out backwards. I'm like, look, there they are. Plus 10k shield. Put it back. <laughs> Pretty awesome. For me, I just automatically know what I want to use. So, it's, like, using my soul isn't a problem yeah yeah it's I'm like if you, play, if you play genesis for a long time you'll get to the point where you know your soul isn't a problem even though it's like 16 or more somehow yeah you just automatically know what you want to do you're like this that 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 that, that. yeah i mean like okay it has very much it is very much a thinking clan which i like my thinking clans because like you know having to go okay wait i gotta put this on soul but then i'm gonna draw with this card and then like that kind of thing once you get to the loop though it gets pretty simple it's kind of like like studying for a test really hard and like you're like racking your brain studying and then you get there and you're like i have been ready for days now and then you just like burn through the test like i know everything there's one card i want to like try to tag in what but like it, it's a promo from the spring fest from 2015 remember oh, the omeo like regalia oh that's it's, it's like that I thing is try terrible because it does it, it does it does recharge but it is a counter blast which is not really a problem now since regalias don't yeah. counter blast as much that's true it's a uh, soul blast six activity on vanguard this unit gets 10k crit until end of turn, and if the number of your cards in your soul is two or less, put the top card of your deck into your damage zone. That is stupid. Which isn't really hard. It it's stupid, but like it's not hard to control. Like, I I guess, but like why would they know. why would they put that on there? Because man, 10k in a crit was too good a year ago. Oh my when god! When this was running around, I guess so. <laughs> and then it, it has the auto ability counterblast one. When this is placed on rearguard, you can pay the cost. If you do choose three cards with the regalia and its card name from your drop zone and put them into your soul. If you do that, then if the number of your cards in your soul is 10 or more, put the top card of your deck into your damage zone. Again, not hard to control. I guess, but like, Plus, damage zone. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's just it's a not terrible hard card. To control. Like, the problem with this Plus, card you don't want is you need to use it. What? The main problem is if you want to use this card efficiently, you need to be winning by a lot and guarding early. And then why aren't we just playing with something else? Yeah. It's got a bad there case. There's also, like, I don't know. Whatever, man. Like, I don't know. Uh, I hope they give this card a Legion and they bust it in a year, because I have, like, 30 of these. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'd be the weirdest thing to break, though. It, make me very happy. it seems like they would do, like... If they're if they're going to bust, bust, like, a random thing with the Legion, it'd be, like, Minerva, or... Oh, yeah, she even she's even, like, a Legion position. Like, if you look at her art. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like I, have, I have my Minerva... 
you know what I can't wait for is they have like they have a few guide like they have a few Greek guides and not a lot of uh, Norse guides, and I I, I want to see them like complete the pantheon. So like like we, we haven't seen Thor, Odin, Loki, Zeus, Poseidon. Like we haven't seen those. Loki would be such a good G guard name. Yeah, for sure. But like that has to be coming in the future, which means it's gonna be some crazy stuff. I guarantee it, and I can't wait. Thor will be a three yeah. <laughs> gonna have be... like a divine world yeah. archetype yeah there's gonna there's gonna be like a like a what was it like there's some like there's some gods like there's brunhilde and freya and you know that kind of thing but like not not like the not like the big three of each pantheon like zeus poseidon hades and thor Odin, and loki haven't really done much we haven't seen balder we haven't seen everything um i wonder if that's on purpose Maybe like they're trying to avoid those names, just so like parents don't be like, "My son's playing with Thor." I mean, there, uh. there's like there's Marvel <laughs> movies, like, you know, that's that's fair. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, email this week. I'm gonna not read your fan mail. Oh, you mean the thing that you sent? The... Well, I, listen, just because the the Twitter account Sov Mason doesn't mean that it was me who sent it, <sighs> but it was me who sent it. Fine. All right. Let me, it's fine. Let, fine. Let me go look at my. Let me go look at the. Uh, I have it pulled up right here if you want me to read it. Oh my god, fine. Go with the fan mail. (laughs) Do it. Uh, uh, I really like that Mason Clark guy. He's the best. I love him on every episode. You should invite him more often. Well, thank you for writing that in. I'm here because of your nice mail. So, there you go. Send in your fan mail. Hashtag it. Uh, Yeah. Send in in your fan mail to at VG Nexus Core. Hashtag it Nexus at night. Yeah, do that. You can also send it to at Atlas Novak if you want to do it to me personally, A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. Mason, do you have stuff you want people to tweet you at? Uh, I have at S-O-V Mason, but I use Facebook way more. I'm Mason Clark. You can find me on Vanguardians. I'm always posting on there, and you can find me at youtube.com slash the science of Vanguard. I try to reply to all the comments as quickly as I can, assuming they're reasonable. Yep. Trace, what about you? Uh, I I don't have it yet, but I will be making my own channel for my own needs. So okay. I will hopefully be able to present that next time on the next time we uh, do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Or or uh, when, when it's up and running, let me know. I'll I'll give you a shout out on here. All right, for yeah. sure. Thanks, Atlas. No problem. So until next time, I was Atlas. This is I'm Trace. I'm Mason. And have a good night, everyone. this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast uh be sure to rate and like us on itunes and uh you know suggest this to your friends i'd also like to thank lil elephant the oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music uh you can find them at lilelefunk.com so l-i-l-e-l-e-p-h-u-n-k you can also tweet us at vg nexus tour so v-g-n-e-x-u-s-c-o-r-p-s or you can tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S, N is in Nancy, O-V is in Victor, A-C-K. Have a good night, everyone.